If you like the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories podcast, please subscribe on whatever platform you listen on. Feel free to leave a nice review, too, if you like. And don't be shy about letting other people know about the show. All of these things help us out a ton, and we appreciate it very much. Now let's get to some scary stories. If you like scary stories, you've come to the right place. Welcome to the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories Podcast. (laughs) I am your host, just your friendly neighborhood maniac on the loose. Sit back and relax. Keep your arms and legs inside the vehicle at all times and enjoy the ride. I am an eight-year-old boy sitting in the living room of my grandparents' house. Or should I say, my grandparents' haunted house. My grandfather wasn't shy about proclaiming the house haunted. He said he'd often be working in the basement when nobody else was home and would hear someone walking on the floor above him. The previous owner had died in this very room. It wasn't anything nefarious, just an old man dying of natural causes. But just the fact that he died in this room always made me feel uneasy. I was playing a game with my sister, who was four years older than me, and my uncle, who was eight years older than me. The game is simple. We spread a deck of cards around on the floor, face down, and we all choose a card. If the card is black, you have to do a dare. If the card is red, you get to choose the dare. I picked first, and sure enough, I turned over another black card. This was my second black card in a row. Last time I picked a black card while my sister and uncle both picked red cards. That meant they got to collaborate and decide on what I would do. They ultimately decided that I had to stand in the basement with all of the lights off for two minutes. That was a long two minutes. Every little bump and noise I heard had me imagining some ghastly corpse dragging themselves toward me. I was scared as hell, but I did it, and then ran back upstairs as fast as I could. But here I was again, holding another black card. I wonder what they'll make me do this time. They know I'm afraid of my uncle's bedroom upstairs. My uncle told stories of walking home from school and seeing the light in his bedroom window turning on and off when he knew nobody else was home. They'll probably make me go up there. It's my sister's turn to choose her car now, and to my relief, it's black too. That means whatever the dare is, I won't have to do it alone. She'll be with me. I'm sure it will be something scary, but... Not as bad as it would be all by myself. Finally, my uncle flips his card over. 
black. The rule is if we all turn over black cards, we have to do a seance. It is decided that the seance will take place up in my uncle's bedroom. We open the door in the living room that reveals the stairwell that will take us upstairs. It's always so cold in that stairwell, and the stairs are hollow and reverberate with every step. As we reach the top of the staircase, the stairs wind and stop at a long hallway. At the end of the hallway is my uncle's bedroom. Across from that is a guest bedroom. There are no other rooms up there, just those two. Above both bedroom doors hangs a decorative basket of flowers. We go inside my uncle's room. It's small and the ceiling is slanted. It's not much warmer in his room than out in the hallway or that creepy stairwell. We all sit on his bed, form a circle, and join hands. My uncle takes the lead and says, We are speaking to any ghosts residing in this house. Give us a sign that you are here. We want to communicate with you. Give us a sign that you are here. It couldn't have been more than a minute before we heard the living room door to the stairwell open and close. This was followed by slow, steady footsteps climbing up the stairs. I'm scared senseless. I look at my sister and uncle. They are both wide-eyed and just as shocked and frightened as I am. The footsteps are in the hallway now, getting louder as they draw closer. Suddenly there is a loud bang outside the door, and then all goes silent. My uncle jumps off the bed. He's a hunter and has a gun rack in his bedroom. He rushes, grabs a shotgun, and loads it. My sister and I take cover behind him as he reaches for the bedroom door and opens it. On the floor, in front of his room, is the basket of flowers that hung over his door. The hallway is empty. The door to the guest bedroom across the hall is closed. We follow closely behind my uncle as he opens the guest bedroom door and enters the room. There's no sign of anybody there. The only other room upstairs is the guest bedroom closet. If someone is up there with us, they have to be in there. My uncle slowly, quietly inches his way to the closet door, reaches for the handle, and flings the door open. The closet is empty, except for a small amount of clothing. We all look at each other and book downstairs as fast as we could. We rush into the kitchen where my grandmother is and ask her if she went upstairs. She said no and clearly had no idea what we were talking about. The thing about it is that there's only one way to get upstairs, that stairwell. And if anyone came up there and then went back downstairs, we would have heard them. You can't sneak down those stairs, they're too loud. To this day, we don't know what that was. We just know that it happened during a seance after we asked for a ghost to show us a sign that they were there.
I'm a male. I was about 39 years old when this happened. I'm a filmmaker and we were shooting a zombie movie in an old abandoned hospital. It had been a long day of shooting, but we finally wrapped for the day. Myself and two crew members were packing up and putting equipment that we didn't want to leave there overnight onto a cart. We were almost finished and it was getting late, so I decided to let my crew members go home and finish up by myself. The hospital had four floors. I was on the third floor. Alone. Being all alone in an empty hospital is a creepy feeling. There are a lot of creaks and bumps and you can hear them all the way across the entire floor. I did a little prep work for the following day's shoot and then I put the remainder of the equipment I wanted to take back with me on the cart. I slowly pushed the cart down the long, empty corridor to the elevator and pushed the call button. Within a few minutes there is a loud ding and the elevator doors open. I get in with the cart and push the button to the first floor. The elevator shook and stuttered a bit on the way down. This wasn't too unusual for this elevator, but the thought of getting stuck and being trapped in the elevator in this abandoned hospital overnight, it was a bit disconcerting to say the least. Finally the elevator reaches the first floor and the doors open. I push the cart off the elevator and the elevator doors shut. I started removing some of the equipment off the cart, preparing to carry them to my vehicle when suddenly the elevator revved up and started going back up. After a moment I heard a distant ding sound and the elevator stopped. I looked up at the elevator floor panel above the elevator and noticed that the elevator went back up to the third floor, the very floor I had been on. It was as though someone else was up there and press the elevator call button. I paused for a moment waiting for the elevator to come back down, but it didn't. It just stayed up there on the third floor. I thought this was a bit odd, but just went ahead and loaded up my vehicle and left. That night, I thought more about what happened. I know nobody else was on the third floor with me. I was there alone for a good 30 minutes. The floors in that hospital echo loudly when someone walks down them. I would have easily heard anyone else moving around while I was up there. I know I was alone. But if I were truly alone, who pressed the call button to bring the elevator back up there? The next morning when I got back to the abandoned hospital, I decided to mess around with the elevator to see if I could recreate what happened the night before. I thought maybe there was a mechanism that automatically brought the elevator back to a certain floor at some point. I tried and tried, but I could not make it happen again. Throughout the day as I rode up and down the elevator multiple times, I made a point to keep an eye on the elevator to see if it ever automatically went back to any floors. It never did. The only time the elevator ever moved was when someone pressed a call button. A couple days later, a security guard was letting me into the building and I told him about what happened. He didn't appear surprised at all. He just looked at me and spoke in a very matter-of-fact way. Oh yeah, this place is haunted.
I'm a female, and I was 14 years old when this happened. My family was having a new house built, and we had to rent a house for about six months while we waited for the new one to be finished. The house we rented was nothing out of the ordinary, just an average-looking house in a suburban neighborhood. Not long after moving in, strange things started to happen. The dining room light used to turn off by itself quite often. It happened frequently enough where we actually got used to just getting up and turning it back on as if it weren't unusual. The laundry room was in the basement. Off of the laundry room was a crawl space. My mother claimed that she would sometimes be in the laundry room and would hear something moving around in the crawl space. My younger brother said he would sometimes hear voices in a room, only to go into the room and find it empty. But the strangest thing of all happened to me in my bedroom. One of our house rules was that my brother and I had to be in bed at a certain time. This particular night, I wanted to stay up a little later than normal, but my parents rejected the idea. I wasn't happy and went off to my bedroom in a huff. At least I had my own room, which was nice. I wasn't tired, so I was just lying there, still stewing from not being able to stay up later. For a long while, I just let my thoughts wander while I settled down. My parents were still up, much later than normal. I could hear muffled voices coming from the television set downstairs. There was something comforting about knowing they were still awake and that there were still lights on in some parts of the house. My bedroom door was closed and I could hear the doorknob beginning to jiggle. I figured it was my mom or dad coming to check on me to see if I was still upset. I wasn't in the mood to talk, so I closed my eyes and pretended I was asleep. My bedroom had shag carpeting, and the bottom of the door was low to the floor and brushed against the shag when it opened. It made a very distinct sound, and that's what I was hearing now. My door was being opened slowly, and finally when the brush of the bottom of the door against the carpet subsided, I could hear slow, steady footsteps walking softly toward the bed. They stopped for an unusually long moment when they reached the bed. Then I felt someone sit down on the edge of the bed. We had a toy poodle who used to sleep with me. She was lying by my head and got up. I could feel the slight excited vibration of her body as she walked down to joyfully greet whoever was sitting on the bed. After a bit she came back and lied back down by my head. And whoever was sitting on my bed was still there. Just sitting. Not saying a word. Not moving. Just sitting there. Were they watching me? It was starting to feel odd. Finally, I could feel the weight rise off of the bed. I didn't hear any footsteps walk away from the bed or the door shut. This meant whoever this was had to be standing there. This was getting weird, so I finally opened my eyes and turned on the lamp next to my bed. Nobody was there. I looked and my bedroom door was still open, so I didn't imagine the door opening. Confused, I got out of my bed and went downstairs. My father was sitting on the couch watching the news. I asked him if he was just in my room. He said no. I asked him where my mother was. He explained that she had gone to bed quite a while ago. I went back upstairs and peered into my parents' bedroom. It was quiet and dark. I could hear her snoring. She was sound asleep, so it definitely wasn't her. 
I looked into my brother's bedroom. He was asleep too. I never suspected it was him. He would never come into my room like that. Besides, he was kind of small and the weight that I felt on the bed was definitely that of an adult. The next morning I told everyone what happened and they swore that it was not any of them. I don't know what it was that sat on my bed that night, but it never happened again. And while it was creepy, I never really felt scared or unsafe. The entire time it was happening, I just had the feeling that someone was checking on me. I'm a female and an only child. I was 15 years old when this happened. We lived in a big spooky house for a few years when I was younger. It was on top of a hill at the end of a dark, lonely, gravel road. I always thought it was haunted. I'd lay in bed at night and listen to all of the strange creaks and squeaks. Things that go bump in the night. But the scariest thing that ever happened to me there took place during the day. I just got home from school and put my books down on the kitchen counter. I was home alone. This was common. I usually got home around 3.30. My mom would get in around 5 and my dad was usually home by 6. I didn't like being alone in the house. I would often sit on the front porch and read until my mom got home. Sometimes I'd call one of my girlfriends and talk on the phone to keep my mind off being all alone in this big, creepy house. I was in the middle of a good book, so today I was going to pour myself a glass of orange juice, sit on the porch swing, and read until my mom pulled up. As I opened the refrigerator door, I heard my mom's voice in the basement. She had the kind of job where sometimes she'd get home early, but this was weird because her car wasn't in the driveway. The laundry room was in the basement, so it made sense that she might be down there if she were home. I stopped and listened closely. I could distinctly hear her speaking, but her voice was soft and muffled, so I couldn't make out what she was saying. Then I heard a man's voice. It was deep, raspy, and I didn't recognize it. I could hear the mysterious, deep-voiced man and my mother having an intense conversation, but couldn't make out the words. I walked to the basement door, opened it, and called down. Mom? All at once the voices stopped and all was silent. I called down again, but there was no response. I startled when the phone rang. I stepped away from the basement and picked it up. My jaw dropped when I heard the voice of my mother on the other end of the phone telling me she was still at work and would be home late tonight. I dropped the phone, screamed, and ran outside. I could see a car driving up the road. It was my boyfriend. He knew I didn't like being alone in this house, so if he didn't have baseball practice, he'd sometimes come and sit with me on the porch until Mom got home. He could see that I was panicking. He jumped out of his car and rushed to my side, asking me what was wrong. I told him that I heard someone in the basement. He went back to his car and pulled out a baseball bat. 
I clutched onto the back of his shirt and followed him as he slowly walked down the basement stairs. The basement was dark, and the light switch at the top of the stairs only lit up the stairs. You had to walk through a dark patch of the basement and feel around for the pull string to turn the light on. As my boyfriend and I stood in the dark and he felt around for the light string, I felt hot breath on the back of my neck as if someone were directly behind me. I screamed just as my boyfriend pulled the light string and illuminated the basement. I whipped around to see who was standing behind me, but nobody was there. My boyfriend thoroughly inspected every inch of that basement, but there was nobody down there except for us. After that day, I joined multiple after-school activities so that I would never have to be alone in that house again. We hope you enjoyed the show. We're dying for you to come back for more. <laughs> Be sure to visit ManiacOnTheLoose.com Sign up for the free newsletter and receive a free book and movie. We'll see you soon. Very soon. Hey everyone, if you're enjoying the Maniac on the Loose Scary Stories podcast, we hope you'll support the show. The show is a lot of work and your support is greatly appreciated. There are several ways you can support the show. Just go to maniacontheloose.com slash support. That's maniacontheloose.com slash support. Thank you so much.